0: Hi, kids, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk Redhead, the self-care podcast. I am your host. My name is Liz. I am the redhead, and this is part two of my Being Transgender then and now um, episode with Janet. I hope that you guys listened to part one. I know it's a little bit longer than I normally post, but we have so many amazing things to talk about. And regardless of whether or not you can identify with being transgender, if you just want to learn more about it in general, learn more how you can be supportive. Um, it, I highly recommend listening to both parts of this episode there's so much that I learned about myself and I'm not at all transgender uh, just learning about being your authentic self learning about not listening to the haters learning about how you can get support from the people around you and just being a better you I mean that's really all we you know we need in this life right so um, I hope you guys enjoy part two and as always if you guys have any more questions. Or Janet or myself, you know where to find me, realtalkredhead at gmail.com. Go to Instagram, realtalkredhead. You can send me a DM and I can pass it along to Janet if it's not something that I can answer. And if you guys want to know more to the point where we can do even a third parts to this episode. Um just let me know. I would be more than thrilled to have the opportunity to talk to Janet again. I think that she would love to be able to share more information with us. Um so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it and I will see you guys next time.
1: I start, you know, I meeting these other women who have gone through the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um going online and um reading comments, you know, I I'd hear about a doctor um, in one part of the country. And so I would start researching that and looking at uh, what I was specifically interested in looking at. I mean, obviously I just wanted to know about what their technique was with doing the surgery and how much, what were the costs involved, because money was obviously was a concern for me. But I also, most importantly, wanted to read comments by that doctor's former patients, how happy were they with the results? Would they recommend this doctor? That played an important part. So, but it wasn't just doctors here in the country. Mm -hmm. I was looking outside of the country too, because at that time, um, I had heard through the internet that Thailand was a very popular place for Uh, transgendered individuals to go to have the surgery and there was like two or three considered top surgeons with the surgery located in Thailand okay so so I decided to well let's check into this let's go beyond you know the United States let's look at other countries Mm -hmm. so I started investigating into Thailand and there was one doctor in particular that um was getting a lot of rave reviews, a lot of positive um, comments from former patients. His name was Dr. Supan. Now, his name is actually a lot longer than that, but Thai names tend to be very long, and mm-hmm. very hard to pronounce. So they'll usually shorten it down for foreigners to make it easier for them to be able to pronounce their names. Okay. But, but he was very highly recommended. <laughs> I got to actually meet uh, a woman who had gone to him for his surgery. She lived in Tampa.
0: Oh, wow. There. Okay.
1: So I, I, I got to talk with her and um, see firsthand what his work was like. So at this point, I narrowed it down to him and one other doctor as to who I was going to go with. Because price-wise, it was very good. Because <laughs> at that time in... Uh, what well, we're talking now early 2003 the exchange rate between the U.S. dollar and the Thai bot which is the currency of Thailand mm-hmm. was phenomenal Ooh, okay phenomenal. phenomenal when I started figuring out the numbers even when you include if I was going to go there that would mean flying literally literally halfway around the world right go there when you even factor in the cost it took for the flights to go from fly out of tampa eventually end up in bangkok Mm -hmm. it was amazing how cheap it was was meant to be it was meant to be plus i finally decided on him not because of the cost but i'd never been outside of the country never traveled okay. anywhere in any other part of the world as much as I wanted to mm-hmm. and I couldn't afford it. But geography was always one subject when I was in school that I liked. I liked learning about other countries, their history, their culture, you know, what's their food like, what is their music like, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I've been able to travel outside the country and I looked at this opportunity it might be the only time in my life I could actually have a chance to travel to another country, mm-hmm. and firsthand experience, the people, the, the culture, everything that's common for that, that area of the world. Mm-hmm. So I said, let's go to Thailand. This is my <laughs> only shot, maybe, so let's go to Thailand. Not only am I going to have the surgery that's going to Bring me to my true self, I get to see the world a bit. True, true about that. But again, it's just going someplace yeah. other than the United States. Yeah. It's people with different ideas, different thoughts, different beliefs. And it was an eye opening experience for me going there.
2: Because awesome.
1: one of the things that Dr. Supan required, if you were going to have surgery with him, you had to be able to stay for a month in Thailand. Um, and the reason was simple. If after you had the surgery, there was any complications that were to arise, you're right there. He's right, right there. Yeah. Take care of any problem that may pop up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and, you know, okay, that's fine. It's That's going to add to expenses a little bit, but he had a. A hotel, now he was located in Chonburi, Thailand, which is, I forget how many miles south of Bangkok. Okay. But the, the hospital where he was at, where he performed all these surgeries, there was a hotel nearby. And he had worked out an agreement with this hotel. Um, once you released from the hospital where he was at, they had one whole floor of this hospital. Where his patients would go to and spend in, the, in this, this hotel and this one whole floor with just his patients.
0: I love that
1: the because then every day, even though you you're, now, you're in the you're out of the hospital and you're in the, in the hotel the first mm-hmm. week in Highline you're in the hospital recovering from the surgery after that sure. you go to the hotel. Um, he sends his people every morning to come and check upon you and see how you're doing, see if you need anything. And, you know, the, the big joke was they would come in and his people, they were so charming. They were so delightful, just wonderful. And I've got a picture hanging up on the wall with with a couple of them. We, we developed a nice friendship.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what picture you're talking about. I remember that picture.
1: But the joke was, you know, every morning they'd come in and they'd always ask you the same three questions. Mm-hmm. Did you pee-pee? Did you poo-poo? <laughs> Are you in pain? <laughs> so it, came point, it came to the point, you know, they'd come in and I'd go, yes, I pee-peed. Yes, I poo-pooed. No, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> and laugh out of that.
0: Oh, so my gosh.
1: What, um... was, what amazed them. And this was... Another affirmation for me that this was meant for me to do. Mm-hmm. During the whole time I'm in Thailand and, you know, every week, in addition to the, the, his people coming to you to see how you're doing, every week you had a weekly visit with him at his clinic. And, you know, like I said, when I was in the hospital, they keep coming in saying, are you in any pain? Do you need some morphine? Do you need something to help with the pain? No, I don't feel any pain at all. I don't feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst thing that happened to me while I was in the hospital, they were giving me a, an antibiotic. And I broke out in hives. Huh? And that's when I found out that I was allergic to yeast. But oh, I never okay. I had to have penicillin. And once they figured that out, it took them a couple of days because, you know, they'd come in. And it was mainly like in my elbows and my knees where hmm. you could see the these welts and I mean, it was, oh, it was awful. And you know, they gave me lotion to put on and it helped somewhat, but it was awful. And after a couple of days, figured out, wait a minute, it might be the antibiotic. So then they changed me to another antibiotic and then it cleared up in no time. And I was, everything was fine. I was, was no more problems. So, but other than that, no pain. I'd never had any experience, any pain from having had the surgery.
2: That's awesome.
1: It, it, it didn't occur at all because I just didn't feel any pain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it always amazed them. You know, they come in every day. Do you need some pain medicine? Are you hurting? We, you know, we can give you something. No. And, you know, they gave me medicine to yeah. take any time I needed. It was there for me to take if I needed it. And I never did yeah. it. they come in, they'd look at it. You haven't taken any. No, I'm not no. in pain.
0: I feel great. That's awesome. That's so cool.
1: So, and even, you know, like I said, when, we left the hospital and i'm now staying in the hotel and every day they come in no mm-hmm. okay no, no, no discomfort nothing no problems whatsoever not even the, other than the deal with the hives i didn't even have the most minor complication from the surgery mm-hmm. you know and i would go in every week to see with dr Sup visit with dr soupon and you know he'd ask me questions he was a look at my new parts or you know everything's fine everything's feeling great everything's looking good down there when it was time for me to leave and go home mm-hmm. i mean this was the day before i was scheduled to fly out and head back to the states i went in for my last appointment with dr supon
2: mm-hmm.
1: now remember this this point i'd been there for the month that is required And we're going through the whole routine again, you know, no pain. And, you know, he's looking down there and everything is looking great. So I got to tell you something. He said, it's been a month now since you've had the surgery. And you're already three months along into the healing process. Wow. He could not believe it. He said, it's rare. I have had some other patients with the same situation. It's rare, but it's, it's amazing. You're three months along in the healing process already. Mm-hmm. could not believe it, but for me, when he said that 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 was affirmation that this is what I was supposed to have done.
0: Yeah, it was supposed to be your body all along.
1: Yes, <sighs> yeah, it still amazes me to this day that um that when he said that, when he told me that, it's like there were other everybody else who was there. I mean, there were several other girls in various stages. Some mm-hmm. of them, you know, when I got there, some of them had gone through the surgery and they were about ready to go back to wherever they came from. And he mm-hmm. had patients from all over the world. Um, there was from uh, the Netherlands. I, I got to know uh, a, a gal from uh, Israel. Wow. Who came to him to have her surgery. Um, Texas. I, I got to know uh, a gal, Debbie, from Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, There were just so many places around the world where he was having patients, people come to him, transgendered women for the surgery. So they were all in various stages, you know, when when I'm meeting and talking with them. I hated to go home in a sense because it was just, of course, it was a safe haven because we're all basically in the same boats hanging around together. But he had one assistant who um, would take me and some of the other gals at night out to different places, different restaurants. I got to experience authentic Thai food. Mm. Um, And sightseeing, we went, we took this one day trip one time, and I can't remember where we went to, but it was a monastery. And there was this humongous, I'd never seen a statue of Buddha that was so big is this statue oh, yeah. and I mean you went up there and you'd stand at the base and you'd look up and you're looking up and you're looking up that's <laughs> where this was one of those situations where you felt like the eyes of Buddha was following you so well you could go over to the left you could go over to the right you could stand back and it's like his eyes were following you <laughs> and with such a feeling of surrender. Oh. I'm choking up right now thinking about it. that was one of the the best times my time mm. over there but that was the kind of thing I was talking about in wanting to go to Thailand is experience other cultures
0: yeah having those experiences yes I think everybody should travel
1: yes at least once I mean I mm-hmm. probably never get to travel anywhere else again in the world But I can say I've been to Thailand yeah. it was an experience for me. So, yeah, it was hard for me to have to go home. But it made it easier knowing that I was going along so great with the healing process. That And I said it amazed him. And uh, every other one person who was there having the surgery, some of them had, even, it may have been just a minor thing, a minor complication from the surgery that was an easy fix. But everybody else seemed like they had some kind of follow-up that they had to have done from their surgery Mm -hmm. I didn't have to have any kind of follow-up obviously I kept contact with the the transgender community I for a period of about 10 years I actually had a group on Yahoo Mm -hmm. um, called originally it was called Tampa Bay Cross Dressers because that was during that time when I was trying to appease myself and say well Lou, here's the deal I'm not really transgender I'm just a cross dresser right 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 and I use that as a way to help me meet other cross dressers one of the things that I was able to do that was a big help for many of them and I used to do a lot of my clothes shopping there and I got to become pretty good friends with the owner of the shop we got talking about how many transgendered gals she has coming, and she only sold women's clothes
0: yeah, I remember I shopped there. I remember you guys taking yes, me there before. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep.
1: Didn't you take some clothes there? Too uh,
0: yeah, I shopped and spent there. Yeah, yeah. It was such that's a cute that, place. A
1: place. Yes. Yep. So then Cher and I get talking, and I said, you know, I've got this Yahoo group, Tampa Bay Transgender. We more than two or three times um, held special parties at her shop after the shop had closed for the day where we opened it up for transgendered individuals to come in, where they could safely and comfortably shop for clothes for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so many of these, uh, I got to meet for the first time. You know, I knew them from my group, but I got Mm -hmm. to actually meet them in person because we would have these, um, these parties Mm -hmm. and, you know, and they enjoyed it because, here again here was a situation where they could some of them, most of them came dressed so there was a couple of them that didn't they came in basically as guys they were cross mm-hmm. they buy clothes and then they put the clothes tie them. put them on right there in the shop go in the dressing room, and put it on they walk out the door you know and then new close
0: i love that i yeah. love that
1: but yeah i got to meet a lot of them that way um there was a local wig shop that i remember one time i was say who was again they were tg friendly because let's face it for wig shops, a lot of them, their biggest clientele are cross-dressers, drag queens, right, transgendered people. So we mm-hmm. to cater to them. They're not going to turn them away. So we did a party one time at this wig shop where people could come in and look at wigs and buy wigs. I love that. Yes. So, so for, uh,
0: for a big part of your kind of mental health and self-care support was having a supportive community and, and, and being around other people that you knew or support you that feel the same way you did. You know,
1: right? I love that. You know, I'm here. I am. I'm trying to help them with these, these get togethers, these gatherings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was, that for me was my support because, you know, I was helping them, but they in turn were helping me because, you know, I'd talk with them. I'd learn about their experiences. There were still, though, issues I was dealing with at the Mm -hmm. time because there was a part of me that, and this goes back to, All those years where I had no place to turn to and I tried to keep everything hidden away. Even after coming to terms with myself and even after going to therapy and confirming what I knew all along and going through flying halfway around the world to Thailand and having the surgery, I still carried some of those mental and emotional scars in me. Mm -hmm that there was still a small part of me that was trying to resist. There was still one small part going, no, you shouldn't be doing this. So yeah, I was dealing with a little bit of conflict within myself Mm -hmm. because I think I was just, I conditioned myself to thinking the way I did so that even after coming to acceptance with myself, I was still in conflict with myself. That took some time. Deal with. I probably should have gone to, back to the therapist at that point, but no. I couldn't afford it. You know, again, that doesn't—that's not being paid by insurance. Yeah. So I was in somewhat of a conflict within myself, and it's only been very, very recently that I finally, I think, broken through that, and it was all made by a comment by somebody we know. We were out in a. We'd gone out to breakfast and mm-hmm. the waitress kept referring to me as sir. And I'd been dealing anyway with the issue at work or just out and about where people would use the wrong pronouns with me. And it seemed like no matter what I did, I'd still get called sir a lot. And it was frustrating.
0: Oh, no, of course.
1: And That's not who you are. Right. This person made the comment. It was a simple little comment, but it was a kick in the butt to make me come to a realization, not literally kick in the butt. (laughs) And it wasn't said mean. It was said, you know what you need to do? Change the way you dress. Dress more colorful. Start wearing makeup and jewelry more. Mm -hmm. That was the wake-up call to me Mm -hmm. because I started doing a lot of soul-searching with myself. And that's when I realized that there was still this small part of me that was trying to say, no, no, don't be doing this. Don't, you got to hide this. You can't let people know about you. And again, it's, I think, just the conditioning of all those years growing up, living yeah. in secret. It made me have to come to terms with myself because I started thinking about things. I would start thinking about, you know, get up in the morning and I'm going to get dressed. I think, you know, I feel like wearing a nice blouse and a skirt today. Yeah. I would then proceed to talk myself out of it. Mm. No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be dressing up like that. Mm-hmm. I want to wear a dress today. No, you don't really want to do that. And I would mm-hmm. literally talk myself out of dressing up in a dress or a skirt mm. and blouse. makeup. I used to, I started out, I was wearing makeup and I, myself out of wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. Eh, you don't want to do that. I was my own worst enemy in a sense because make no mistake, there was never any doubt in my mind. Or I should say there was never any regrets in my mind that I made the wrong decision with transitioning. There was absolutely no doubt in my mind that it was the thing I needed to do. It was mm-hmm. the right thing to do i think if i have any regrets at all about transitioning it would be i wish i'd done it like 25 years earlier than I did. yeah
2: i can understand that
1: yeah but logically and realistically at the same time i know if i transitioned it was able or could have transitioned 25 years earlier that would have mean i was 25 at the time mm-hmm. which would have made it around um, 1977 yeah. The problem is, even if I was mentally where I could, that I wanted to do it, that I could accept myself without all that conflict, with all that, out all of that hating myself mm-hmm. because I couldn't be who I was seen to be. Financially, I couldn't afford it. I was nowhere in a financial situation I could have done it. So logically, I'm going. I wish I could have done it 25 years earlier, but there was no way even then I could. I had to go through what I went through until the time was right for me.
0: Yeah. And you probably wouldn't have had such a successful surgery story between being able to travel and see what you saw, being able to have such amazing doctors and his, you know, employees around you to help you. You know, it may may have ended a lot differently.
1: So. Well, that's true because from 1977 to you know, that would have been when I was 25 to 2003 when I finally had the surgery. The techniques that had been developed in then was amazing. Oh, yeah. So, to the point that it's a lot more realistic, it's, I mean, it's a functioning part, female mm-hmm. you know, part now. So, yeah, even if I could have done it then, I probably wouldn't have been as happy with the results of the surgery.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're right, I probably wouldn't have been able to travel to another part of the world to have it done and experience what I experienced. So, right. yeah, I wish I wish I could have done it 25 years sooner. But again, logically, I know that that wasn't possible, that I had to wait. I had to be patient until mm-hmm. the time was right for me. What I was feeling, that one small part of me trying to resist it, still trying to hide it, still trying to make me not be who I want to be, wasn't because I had any regrets. Yeah. It was simply because... I had gotten so used to denying myself, and which is even after having the surgery and living my life as a woman, I was still denying myself. Like I said, I talked myself out of wearing makeup of putting on that dress. So when this person made that comment, that was what I needed to face this last little part of me that was Mm -hmm. resisting. And I started going through major wardrobe uh, updating.
2: Yeah. Because,
1: yeah, what I had was years old. I mean, it was time to get more in fashion, more into mm-hmm. it. And, of course, I found along the way that I'd forgotten how much I enjoy clothes shopping. I was having a blast. <laughs> and You know, I, I started wearing makeup again. And I wasn't talking myself out of it. Mm. And drew, wearing jewelry again. I stopped mm-hmm. wearing jewelry. I'm wearing jewelry again. and I'm not talking myself out of it. I think the final to full acceptance of myself, I guess, for lack of a better way of putting it, and some comments of what to talk about. And what you sent me was pretty much along the lines of what I was thinking. One of the things you mentioned, of course, was talk about what it was like, how young were you when you realized you were transgender, what was it like growing up with this? And I started thinking back to them. And I started uh, thinking about that little boy all those many years ago who couldn't understand why he couldn't wear a dress Mm
2: -hmm.
1: or wear a skirt or put on makeup. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Or uh, why couldn't he wear his hair long like a girl?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Why couldn't he be a girl? And here I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking, here I am. I've been fighting with myself, denying myself. I kept talking myself out of dressing the way I wanted to dress. <laughs> and I got thinking about that little boy and what he was thinking and what he was going through. That was the moment when I broke free from what I was feeling. Mm. The, 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 the resistance, the trying to keep hiding, the, the preventing myself from being a, who I could have been or should have been, I should say. And I made a promise to myself. And I made a promise to that little boy mm-hmm. years ago. When I wear a dress, I'm wearing it for that little boy. When I put on makeup, I'm putting it on for that little boy who couldn't understand why he couldn't do things like that. I'm doing that for him because it's time he should be allowed to transition to. And become the girl that he always wanted to be. And, you know, mm-hmm. I finally have reached a point at the age of 65. I'm at total peace with myself now.
0: I wish I could just hug you. I'm so. Thank you one million times over for sharing all of this and i'm sure it feels great to be able to say it out loud i i'm you know i talk about this all the time how i'm such a big advocate of um talking out loud um even if it's just kind of to yourself sharing it um with yourself is kind of what you need and it sounds like that's sort of what you needed when you tell yourself something you can't do or can't be over and over again for long enough you believe it you know that's just a fact and You're never too old and it's never too late. That's one of my biggest mantras to um, be who you want to be, be who you are, to break free of that. And you did it. And I just literally wish that you were right here so I could give you a big giant hug because I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. It's awesome.
1: And and a a million thank yous for all of you. Yeah. Or your welcomes for the thank yous. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, thank you again for sharing all of
1: this. I feel like now I should be paying you like $150 for my therapy session at this point.
0: Yeah. You know, my Venmo, if you just want to send it on over it's once a week, it'd be great. Um, (laughs) so I think, I think the last thing that I kind of want to end on is, and you've, you've touched on this already, but I don't know if you have any more specifics you'd like to share. If not, that's okay. Um, you know, what is your advice? If there's anybody listening right now that either is trans but hasn't, you know, felt like they could they could start um, you know, their transitioning or somebody who maybe knows somebody who's trans who wants to be support, you know, what what mental health and self-care advice do you have for them in today's age?
1: Anybody out there who feels like they may transgendered and wants to explore into that possibility or if you're sure of it but you need to get started the whole process Mm -hmm. there's only one way to start if you're going to transition or if you want to find out if you you should transition and that is find yourself a therapist no matter what you want to do with transitioning you start by finding yourself a therapist and if possible find yourself a therapist who deals with gender issues Mm -hmm. because they're going to be the ones that really know and know what to look for when you're going into sessions to talk about yourself and to talk about your feelings and why Mm -hmm. you may feel you're transgender and why you want to transition. They know what to look for. They know by what you say and how Mm -hmm. you say it. If you're somebody who's a candidate or who somebody who suffers, I should say from gender dysphoria mm-hmm. and possibly could be a candidate for uh, surgery, but you start up, there's only one way to start. If you want to transition, you start off by getting yourself a therapist. Yeah. Do not, do not try to do this on your own. You have to have the professional help. And the reason why I say that is I do know of two girls wanted to transition but they didn't want to have to go through doctors they didn't want to have to wait they wanted to Shh. go ahead and start transitioning and so in both of these cases they started buying hormones in the black market
2: wow
1: yeah and so they were taking hormones unsupervised mm-hmm. and basically and these are two separate people that, that didn't know each other but their stories were pretty much exactly the same mm-hmm. they started over medicating themselves since they had no guidance with a doctor to help them they mm-hmm. over medicated themselves to the point that the, the hormones actually in a sense ruined them physically to where they can't ever transition they can't ever go through the surgery because it could be a life-threatening situation if they did mm-hmm. they could die on the, the table oh, to my gosh now, they, they could, and maybe they are. I've lost contact with them over the years. Maybe they're living full-time as women,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but they can't physically make any changes because they tried to do it on their own. But that's why I strongly say that if you're questioning your gender, if you're mm-hmm. questioning if you might have gender dysphoria and that you may be transgender, get yourself a therapist. Do it the right way. Yeah, There's only one way to transition, and that's the right way. And you do it. Yeah. start not getting a therapist.
0: And you guys know that I, I shout therapy from the rooftops. I think everybody should be, you know, should should try therapy, whether it's once a month, once every couple of months, once a week, whatever it is that you need. I, I fully, fully advocate for um, going to therapy. And a lot of times, I talk to people that say like, "Oh, I don't really know how to find one. I don't really know where to get started." um, you know, call your insurance company. If you don't have insurance, there still is a lot of therapy out there for you that can be made really affordable. You do have to do the research, but, um, even through your job, you can talk to your human resources people and just say like, he, you don't have to give them a lot of details, but just say like, Hey, I want to see a therapist and they can point you in the right direction. Um, but it, we, you know, healthcare still, again, Speaking of things that have such a long way to go in this country, um, healthcare has a long way to go. But in my own personal research, I have found that there's a lot more mental health assistance, therapy-wise and otherwise, out there for people all over, whether it is your social class, your, um, you know, for mental health, your age, um, than we realize. Um, It's harder to find than some. And so, again, you have to do the research. And, of course, if I find any of these, um, you know, therapists that I think would be useful to you guys, I'll definitely share that on social media and whatnot. But I, therapy is very important for you. I have, mm-hmm.
1: I've come across an organization um, called TransPulse.
2: TransPulse. Awesome. Yes.
1: And this is a, a – I guess you would say organization – Made up of transgendered individuals who have gone through or are going through with transitioning, but they offer all kinds of help. They have, for example, um, anybody looking to want to go into starting hormones. They have people that can help them to learn about hormones, what they need to do, how much they need to take, you know, what doctors to go to to start your hormone replacement Mm -hmm. therapy. Um, They have a suicide prevention line for anybody who's trans, who is getting desperate and has thoughts of suicide in their head. They have a suicide prevention line to help talk with them and help them understand themselves and get, again, uh, the professional help they need to start to get these ideas out of their heads. You give them your location and they have a database that'll tell you, well, you live in Orlando, Florida. Here are therapists in Orlando, Florida who deal with gender issues. They, you can go to this person, you can go to that person. You know, they'll give you a whole list of, of doctors and therapists nearby that you can awesome. go to, to help. Um, I assume this is a
0: free service or? Yes. Yes. That's, yeah, that's awesome.
1: I, I joined them recently just because I heard about this, and I was curious just to know what they offer because I figured this could be – it sounded like from what I heard about it that they have offer some really good service, and the, it's very complete. And whatever it is you're looking through through the course of transitioning, whether it's getting started or if you're at the point like, okay, I want to have the surgery. Who should I go to? They can – offer you advice they can give you information they can give you a list of well here's who's available mm-hmm. in your area mm-hmm. that can help you love that um, it sounds like it's a very complete deal awesome. what they offer for service that's great I thank you for sharing you. that well yeah when you ta- started talking about that i, I remember that coming across this and um i actually i heard about it through a uh a woman female to uh, male to female she had her surgery last year but she's on youtube and she's run a series of of videos dealing with transgender issues um from the very beginning when she was starting going on hormones up through and past having had surgery and what it's like post-surgery okay and living life now fully as a woman um very interesting series her name is jackie rabbit um If you want to check into her videos, just go into YouTube and type her name in. You'll get a whole list of uh, her videos. Okay, and you could. I was able to learn a bit about me too, and to some in regards to um, being transgendered, things that it turns out are pretty normal. What I went through, because she went through the same things, feelings and thoughts, and that, and um, it was through her because she would always recommend at the end of. her videos. If you've got any other questions or anything else you want to know, go to Trans Pulse. Tell them Jackie Rabbit sent you. And um, they can give you all the help you need, all the information you need, whatever it is you need when it comes to transitioning or dealing with gender dysphoria.
0: Okay. I will make sure to put, again, like anything that we talk about in this podcast, I will, you know, link all of the our uh, Instagram series. I'll be sure to put all the links in the description of this podcast. If you guys want to go back and find um, the links, I went ahead and and wrote down all these names. So that'll definitely be in, um, give you guys a list of resources so you guys can check everything out. So yeah, I'm so happy that we did this. I'm, I'm so happy that I can learn more about you, that you were able to kind of share your story. I know a lot of people can really identify Um, with a lot of what you said, whether or not they're transgender, um, being able to just um, come to terms with, you know, themselves, with imposter syndrome, with, uh, you know, knowing that there are people that they can talk to. um, It's just so important to find support and find a community. And you've really opened the door, I think, for a lot of people to just see that and feel more comfortable with it. Like, I just, I'm so, 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 so,
1: so, this is by far my favorite episode.
0: Sorry to anybody of my other guests who have been listening. Y'all are great, but
1: <laughs> this is great. Been... Now you going to have them hating me.
0: No, please do Janet. We No, but thank you again. Uh, is there anything else that you want to leave us off with that, that maybe you didn't get to mention already?
1: Oh, you know, this, I, I, as we're sitting here, or I'm sitting here, I don't know if you're standing or sitting or laying down or doing yoga or whatever. You I'm, really
0: hanging, I'm hanging upside down from the, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we may not want I'm like a to bat. know anything about, yeah, you know, that's, that's fine. <laughs> there, there really, there are some things that uh, never did get touched on, like hormones, what hormones do to you and things like that. Because that was one of the issues, which we started kind of talking about when we were talking about Renee Richards. Mm-hmm. You know, there were there were things there with the uh, the legislatures, like our wonderful governor who passed laws saying that. And this is the interesting thing, too, that trans boys, or trans girls, rather, can't play on girls' teams. But there's nothing that says that trans boys can't play on boys' teams. So, you know, go figure that one out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we never really got into what hormones do to you. We mm-hmm. never really, and this is something I only recently found out about that's got me a little bit upset. Is apparently there is a segment of society where people think that it's trendy to pretend you're trans and go around saying, yeah, I'm transgender. Hmm. you know they they apparently they, you know they go around and they're wearing women's clothes and that and they going, well yeah because i'm transgender you know, i can dress like this but it's just for them like a fad it's just something that, oh yeah i'm trans then i you know you can't stop me from wearing what i'm wearing because i'm trans and <sighs> you know this, it's like a big it's just like a fad with them huh. and that's interesting yeah i mean for me as somebody trans literally legitimately i should say transgender who has dealt with gender dysphoria this kind of angers me of course because this hurts those of us who are legitimately dealing with these feelings and with these Mm -hmm. issues because people see these individuals and they go yeah you know what i'm not really trans it was just a phase i was going just a trend i just want i was being trendy and people see this who don't really understand us and that's what they think we're all like oh this is just a trend it's just a phase just some bad they're going through and you know in the end you know you can dress whatever way you want you can you want to wear a dress to school wear a dress, to but don't go around saying that yeah yeah i'm doing this because i'm transgender if you're not transgender don't say you are because you're hurting those of us who legitimately are and who are legitimately dealing with these feelings that we struggle with and let's face it a, the big problem in society today is that the two leading groups in in our country that have seen a rise a big rise in hate crime Mm -hmm. one of the course of the Asians thanks to the COVID-19 thing that supposedly was started by the Chinese right yeah that so and unfortunately anybody who looks Asian even remotely Asian you know they face the possibility of hate crimes I've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of things on the news where some you know not even Chinese, there was one a Philippine woman walking mm-hmm. down the street and this guy just came up and randomly attacked her because she, he thought, oh, she's Asian and they're responsible for COVID and yeah. trying to hurt the world. And he just attacked her. He's it's so, so ignorant. ignorant. Yes. The other group, though, that has seen a huge rise in hate crime are transgendered people.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's sad that people... Just feel like we're nobody that we, they can just go ahead and do whatever they want with us, and as they're just a transgender person, they they what well, they're not they're worthless. They they're they're screwed up. They're mixed up. They're pervert. Yeah, they don't deserve to live.
0: That's why conversations like this are so important to educate people. Um, and again, you know, it's it's ignorance and it's you know it. it Again, this could be a whole nother topic about um, just it interests me, the psychology behind not understanding something and therefore reacting to that in anger. Like I never I never understood why those two seem to coincide with each other so much um, and why people can't just, you know, if you don't want to understand or if you don't understand something and you don't want to understand something, that's fine. That is completely your prerogative. But just go the other way. Why, you know, people have to kind of go out of their way to, um, you know, remove things that they don't understand versus even trying to understand it is beyond me. And again, that's a whole nother topic we could get into another time about just the psychology behind that. And Hopefully, again, more conversations like this will, um, you know, bring an understanding to, you know, to light and, uh. Hopefully, you know, dwindle those numbers down of those hate crimes because we don't we don't need any hate in this world. We don't need any more hate in
1: this world. That's for sure. Well, you know, one of the things that I've come to realize and understand <laughs> is that there are people on this earth. There are people in this community. There are people in this state, in this country, in various parts of the world who don't know me. who Will never know me. Don't that will situations will never allow us to meet so we'll never get face to face see each other but they hate me they despise me because just simply because i'm transgendered.
0: it really is because
1: they have such hate and fear i think plays a big part of this towards something they don't know they just automatically will hate anybody transgendered whether they know them or not they may they don't know who I am but like I said they've just automatically they hate me (laughs) and my philosophy has become this if you don't like me because I'm transgendered fine if you hate me because I'm transgendered fine you know what hate me all you want I don't care because in the end you're only hurting yourself by hating me you're not hurting me you're amen
0: yourself. sister
1: So hate me all you want don't like me I don't care there's only one thing I absolutely insist on mm-hmm. and that is I expect you to treat me with the same amount of respect that you expect me to treat you
0: Standing ovation I wish you, I am standing now and I am clapping for you because
1: <laughs> oh you're not hanging from the ceiling
0: anymore no, I, t- I came down from my little bat cave too. <laughs> to applaud you for that because that is the absolute truth you know I don't know but I don't think we can ever control um, you know fully control hatred or dislike you know we all have the the ability and the right to not like things and that's okay but it's that's absolutely the truth I don't know why people think that they deserve a different level of respect um, you know if they're not going to you know dish it out the same way do one to others golden rule people golden I was going to say that.
1: Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. So I was just about to say that. <sighs> I Our think minds that we're melding together there at that one.
0: Yes, time. we became one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is a great place to, um, you know, finish off this podcast. And I know that we have so much more to talk about. So I would love to, um, you know, reconnect in the future. I say reconnect, like I'm not going to see you or talk to you like, right after this, but you know what I mean? Um, and we can talk even more. If you guys are listening to this podcast and you're like, wait, I have questions about X, Y, and Z send me, you know, DM me real talk, redhead on, on Instagram. You can email me real talk redhead at gmail.com. You guys know where to find me and, you know, ask all these questions and I can get with Janet. We can do another, uh, podcast or, you know, um, cover more of those topics. I know that she'd love to talk more about it. I would love to talk more about it. Um, Thank you again, Janet. And I am really looking forward to posting this and seeing what you think and um, hearing all of your guys' feedback that's listening right now.
1: Well, I I can tell you this much right now. I think you're going to end up having this as a two-parter because I think this is probably all together about two hours. It
0: is. Yes, I forgot. I was going to say that, is that this is a first for the Real Talk Redhead podcast. It is going to be a two-part episode. Um, Hopefully, I'll have the first part up this Wednesday, and then the second part I'll do the following Wednesday once I get everything edited through. So that's exciting.
1: And please let me know if it is going to be this Wednesday, because I have told some of my friends that mm-hmm. I was going to be doing this, and they're very eager then to want to listen to this. So absolutely, if you have it posted up. Let me know so I can let them know. Yes, will do. It's going to be available.
0: Yeah, we'll do. I'm going to check my work schedule and um, see when I can get the editing done, and then um, hopefully I'll be able to do the first. But if not, it'll definitely be the following Wednesday. But I'll keep you posted. So
1: okay, it sounds good. And. To, to your listeners out there, if they may have questions and they're going to send them to you, ask whatever you want. I'm more than happy to do another episode and talk about more because there really was a lot we didn't get into. But anybody who has questions, the, my rule is the same for you as it is for everybody else. You can ask me whatever you want. I simply reserve the right. If I don't want to answer it, I won't answer it. But Absolutely. feel free to ask me whatever you want to ask
0: awesome thank you so much again you guys I hope you all have a wonderful day I love you all I love you Janet and um too, bye I will talk to you later bye guys okay. bye